we've been doing a whole lot of uh, talking and trying to uh, get a better understanding of who God is in our lives. And we have a lot of stuff going on in America. I mean, it's in America, you know. And, uh, and what's happening in America is happening in our city and it's happening in our community and then it's happening in our churches. Uh, it's, it's, I've never seen anything like it. You know, and some of the things that I'm, I'm hearing, to, uh, especially the, the divisions with churches and divisions with races and all this kind of stuff that's going on, it's unbelievable that we're in uh, the times that we're in. Well. And so the only way that we can do this is to get back with what the Bible has taught us to do. You see, we, and, and it's got to start at a very young age. You all are going to have to teach your children and your, and your, and your grandchildren a better way. Because we won't exist very long if we keep going the direction we're going. Uh, understand, and, and we need to also be more grateful uh, as Americans and quit complaining and fighting. Nothing wrong with what I'm gonna say, get where I'm getting ready to say it and get up here, okay? We over here in this country can protest of wearing a mask and you have freedom to do that. Try that in Russia or China. You see, we over here, you can have your unions, you all have your unions you work with can say, I'm gonna to go to work or I'm gonna protest it, try that in Russia or China. So there are many things that we need to be praising God for that we don't praise him for instead of complaining. You know, we over here in America are planning for these little bitty things and there's some people who would like to have a clear glass of water to drink, you see, or, or clothing in this. So we, we, one of these days, if we're not careful, God is going to move away and show us how it can be. You see, so we need to be, that last song talking about praise, we need to be more about praising. You, know, you all heard me talk about I do less praying because most people use the word praying, they don't know praise is a prayer. You see, uh, uh, Thanksgiving is a prayer. You see, and my, for me, this is me, one-third praise, one-third thanksgiving, one-third asking. But usually by the time, uh, Brother Paul, I get through praising him that third and thanking him for the next third, I ain't got nothing to ask him for for the next third. That's right, that's right. <laughs> I'm feeling so good about myself. People are in hospitals, people are sick. Now, I'm not, forget about COVID-19, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what all other kind of things. You see, I didn't know, I thought breast cancer, you hear about breast cancer, breast cancer, with women, is, you know, it's, it's a thing that's there, but the number one killer in this country for women is heart attacks. So we, you know, hard things going on. So we, we need to get ourselves together, okay? And stress and all of these things out of the church. It needs to get out of the church, and we need to take God at his word. One thing that we need to start today, and I do it all the time, you all should know it, but now, is who's in your ear? Yes, sir. Yeah, who, who are you listening to? 
you know, Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy, you know me. Uh, uh, that's what he tries to do. And the way that he can do that is to denounce the power of Christ. If he can denounce the power of Christ in your life and what Christ means in your life and taking Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior in your life, if he can denounce that or get you to think it doesn't work, he takes away your power. That's right. And you begin to give him the authority and the power in your life and it's the flesh or whatever you want to call it. So here's how that works is uh, he wants to keep you condemned. You know, see, but we, we say that uh, I'm gonna have a new life, I'm born again, and old things pass away and all things become new. And then we sit and walk out of church and the next thing we know, Satan is whispering in our ear some of those old past things, bringing those old past things up. You see, he whispers it, and if you're not careful, you'll feed on it. You, you understand? If you're not careful, you'll feed on it. Because you forgot, therefore, there's no condemnation for those who love the Lord. Right. And this, this is Romans 8 and 1 uh, through 10, and it's going to sound like I'm repeating myself. I am. We, you got to get that right. Because if you feel condemned, then God only hears the prayers of the righteous. A condemned man or woman is not a righteous man or woman. Right. right? And, but we are righteous not through who we are because of who he is and what he done for us to free us from our past. Does that make sense? That's right. You see, we have to turn, you know, we've got to turn our lives over to God, period. We need to turn our lives over to God, period. Then we wouldn't have all this weakness because there's a lot of good people, really good people, but they can't get past their past. They feel guilty about, you know, they just feel like I'm guilty. And a lot of people, when they feel guilty, they feel that there should be some kind of punishment. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They, say they feel that they should be punished, right? Because when I'm guilty, now I'm using this in a different term, but you've heard me use it before, okay? Karma, really, for a Christian, there's no such thing. For a Christian. There's no such thing as, as karma for a Christian, right? Because you, if you're a new creature in Christ, right? you born again, and you're a new creature in Christ, all things pass away, you know, and all things become new, right? right. So there can't be any karma from your past as, as a Christian saved. Now there's some karma in your body. Yes, sir. Yeah, you see, right. your body, yeah, you know, God forgives you of your sins, right? Jesus went to Calvary for that, right? But he didn't, you know, and, and I'm saved in this and that, but he didn't go, if I'm obese, I'm going to have karma. Come on. You see, if I do certain things, and, you know, and, it's, and, and I'm just using that as a thing. Our sister Gwen and I went out and ate breakfast at one of this, this place. I can't think of the name of it, but it's that country food. Yeah. And uh, it, it, it's that real country food, because you know your flesh will talk to you. And so I had a, I got a salad because when they have a salad, they have just as much meat in the salad <laughs> as they do vegetables, right? And I ate that salad, but the bad part about it, Brother Calf, when I'm looking at, there's a place where they have all the pies. Right. All right? And, and, and so what happened is I got, I'm eating kind of slow, and Gwen's through, she's through, and I'm eating, and they come in with some fresh pies. 
And I said, Gwen, take a look at the top one. And at the top, they got a freshman, and at the bottom one, they got a freshman. And she went over there, and what was it? They had coconut cream. And so, nothing wrong with me getting some coconut cream pie and taking it home. And eating it later on in the day. But my flesh told me, you need to eat this while it's warm and fresh. Right? So, did I listen to my flesh? Yes. Yes. And so I wind up with a belly full of salad and coconut cream pie. My flesh made me do it. It was now. Wait a minute. I'm not done yet, but I did. I did have a victory because I looked up there and I said, "Wait a minute. I could take the whole pie, have a little bit, you know, you know, some coffee, and later on, find them later on and have some for tomorrow, which would be today. You see." Thank God I made it out of there for that, you see? So we got to understand that our flesh has a mind of its own. That's right. Yes, yes. And sometimes our flesh is not obedient to our spirit, Right. you know? And I'm trying to get off, you know, sugars, get on the right diet, keep this weight down, try to stay healthy, and all those kind of things. You see, it's okay to eat a little. You don't eat all that stuff at one time. And my belly got all poked out. And I told Gwen, what's my stomach? Belly's not feeling good. I wasn't feeling good. And I know, listen to this bad about it. I know I wasn't going to feel good after I ate all of it. But I couldn't help myself. So we need to know that the flesh talks to you. That's right. The devil talks to you. Your flesh talks to you. And the Holy Spirit talks to you. And you have to choose which one you're going to use to? You might you you won't go to. I wouldn't go to hell eating coconut pie or eating bad. I could. You won't go to hell eating no no beast. You know, but you can go to the grave quicker. That's right. You see? Yeah. You see. So those things we need to understand. And so here's what we're talking about: condemnation. I want you to, and I'll get back into that other that part there because you'll get what I'm talking about. Some of you, probably even in here, you feel guilty. And when you feel guilty, it strips you of your power. You feel guilty of things in your past. And you've heard pastors speak it, and you've heard the Bible. You've heard me preach it. You've heard the Bible says there's no condemnation for those that love the Lord. You're saved, but yet you're allowing the devil to take you back. And now listen to me, the devil can come in the form of somebody trying to take you back and remind you of some things that's out of your past. That's right, that's right. You see, there's some things you need to leave behind you. That's right. You see, and don't let nobody remind you. You see, because you know it's a trick of the devil. That's right. So here we go. Again, reading Romans chapter 8, beginning with verse 1 from the Amplified, it says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation and no guilty verdict, no punishment. So that's what we're talking about. So why are you waiting for a verdict? There's none. You're a Christian? You're saved? You're giving your life to Christ? You believe that Jesus Christ went to Calvary for all your sins? So why are you looking for, what are you doing? What are you saying? That wasn't enough? 
I'm telling you, you're saying that wasn't enough when you feel guilty. Yeah. You're saying, I'm still a prisoner. God took care of all that. That's right. Okay. Keep Again, going. no condemnation, mm -hmm. no guilty verdict, no punishment right. for those who are in Christ Jesus, who believe in him as personal Lord Once and Savior. you took Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and you know the thing, you take Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, repent of your sins, right? And, and, and really be sorry of your sins and ask him to be the head of your life. You free from that. That's right. That's right. Why are you carrying it? See, who's in your ear? Satan wants you to carry it because as long as you carry it, it distracts you from who Christ is. All right? For the law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, the law of our new being, has set you free from the law of sin and of death. The law couldn't help the people. The law imprisoned the people. It right. couldn't help the people. Right. You all know it. You know, I tell you all the time, uh, you know, I try not to, but I break the law every time I get in my car. Right. There's not a day that I get in my car that I don't break the law. That's right. You see? Not a you, you see what I'm, I'm not, not you, you know what I'm saying? It's the law. the law. The law has never made me do right. I ain't scared of the law. They ought to be doing something about else so trying to give me a ticket anyway. Or somebody, you know what I'm y'all talking about? If it says 35, it means 35. Well, I figured if you go 40, then they ain't gonna stop you because you're just five miles over. But I'm in a hurry, I add five to it. You see? That's against the law. You see? So the law, the ten, the ten Commandments, all of the law, the Pentateuch, that's what it would be to those people that Jesus was talking to and Paul was writing to. Didn't work. That's why they were throwing rocks at people and killing people and hanging people. I guarantee you that 75% uh, of everybody in here would have been stoned to death. That's right. If we lived in the Old Testament. That's right. I'm wrong. 95% of all of y'all <laughs> would, be, would be stoned to death because That's the right. law didn't have any power to keep you from sinning. Right. It took something greater than that. That's right. All right? What he's saying is in verse 3, for what the law could not do, that is, overcome sin and remove its penalty, wow. its power, being weakened by the flesh, man's nature without the Holy Spirit, God did. The law couldn't do it because of man's nature. Right. We need the Holy Spirit. Yep. You see, a lot of Christians are not saved, okay? Then some are saved, church, then some are saved, then you need to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And then that's controversial, how you gotta do it, no, just ask for it, he gives it to you. You see, because it gives you power. Now, wouldn't it make sense that the Bible tells you that Satan's got some power, but he doesn't have all power, right? right? God said he has all power, amen? If God's got all power, that means Satan's got some power, but he doesn't have all power. So you wouldn't need any power if your enemy didn't have any power. So if it says all power, I need all power because there's going to have to be some wars that I'm going to have to get over 
and Satan and my flesh. So when I'm in the Holy Spirit, I got all power. All power means that I got power over Satan and power over my flesh. Are you, are you with me? All right. God did by this. He sent his own son in the likeness of sinful man as an offering for sin. And he condemned sin in the flesh, subdued it, and overcame it in the person of his own son. He sent Jesus Christ in the flesh. In the flesh. To make that sacrifice on Calvary. So that I could stand up here and not be condemned. That's right. So That's I right. could stand up here huh? and I can say not guilty. Starting today. For some folks in here. It's real. Yeah. Keep going. He says in verse 4, So that the righteous and the just requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not live our lives in the ways of the flesh. Yes. Guided by our worldliness and our sinful nature. Mm -hmm. But live our lives in the ways of the Spirit, guided by His power. We don't. Let's do it this way. We're not supposed to live by the power of the flesh. That's right. We're supposed to live by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's right. You see? And once we live by the power of the Holy Spirit, that's when you become that new creature in Christ. Let me tell you something. If every Christian, everyone who went to church in America, would live by the power of the Holy Spirit, and we would get to praying together and come together as brothers and sisters in Christ, yes. miracles would happen. It would be unbelievable. Come on. You see? But we divided. Yeah. We divided. Because, see, the, the, the Holy Spirit is not divided. But we're divided. Households are divided. If the household is ran under the instructions of the power of the Holy Spirit, you got peace. You got peace and you got harmony. But it depends on who's in your ear. Right. If you have the Holy Spirit, the only thing that Satan can do is get in your ear, but you ain't got to hear him. That's right. That's you see, you ain't got to hear him. Have you ever talked to somebody and, and said, I ain't hearing that? Come on, well, maybe none of y'all have, all right? But sometimes you need to tell, no, no, I ain't hearing that. You women know, I ain't hearing that. All right, you see, you see, you see. So we got to understand there's a time that you have to tell your flesh, I ain't hearing that. That's right. You got to tell, yes, you got to tell the adverse forces and demonic forces and satanic activity, I'm not hearing that because I'm listening to the power of the Holy Spirit. Do you understand what I'm saying? And once you do that, you live under the influence of the Spirit, it changes your life. That's right. That's right. It changes your whole life. All right? All right? Because we know that Satan has a lot of angels. Y'all know that, right? He's got a lot of angels, adverse forces, demonic forces, satanic activity, and stress. We know all of that. Where do you think they're going? Hmm. Listen to me. What happened when Jesus went up into the mountain? Who went up there with him? Satan. Satan went up there with him and quoted scripture. That's right. Yeah, he did. He quoted scripture to him. But Jesus refused to yield to him. And then the angels came and ministered to him. What happened when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane and he was praying? 
you know, Father, not my will, but thy will be done. No, he didn't say that first, did he? He said, Father, take this bitter cup away from me. He kept three times, right? And then after the third time, what made you, what gave him the strength to say, I accept it? It was the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gave him the power. He was ministered to and he was able to go because he knew he was getting ready to get into. He was getting ready to deal with that. You're going at it the wrong way. Some things are a mental, some things are emotional, but some things are a spiritual disorder. That's right. That's when right. you have the Holy Spirit, you can recognize what it is. Yeah, that's right. You see? Yeah. You all understand me? Yeah. All right, am I doing all right? all right? Here we go. In verse 5, it says this, church. For those who are living according to their flesh set their minds on the things of the and flesh. We, and some of us who will be who will be honest, we're honest, we used to have our minds set on things of the flesh. We're Americans. Oh, yeah. Amen. And America is, is all about stuff. Yeah. America is all about greed. Yeah. Whether it be money, fame, power, food, whatever, that's Americans. And so some, you can get stuck there. You can get stuck satisfying uh, your desires of the flesh. Okay? I want to be famous at all costs. Mm. Wow. I want to be rich at all costs. Wow. Are y'all with me? You see? All right? All right, keep going, please. Pastor, what you're saying are the things that gratify the body. Yes, which gratify the body. You see, we do, uh, you know, drugs, alcohol, sex, money, fame. Some people get a, a sin sensation out of power. Yeah, it's out of power, you know. That's why, have you ever, I mean, we as a people in this country can't agree on nothing. At the White House, this party, I don't know how they do it. All the Democrats believe one thing, all the Republicans believe one thing. I mean, that's, just, I mean, that's remarkable that you can get all those people agreeing to the same thing. Somebody lying. That's right. Bodies. Somebody, yeah, some bodies are, no, let me tell you what's going on. I'm, it's my career. I'm worried about my pol political career. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to be Republican. As long as I'm Republican, the people in the state that I'm in, Republican people, it's about my career. So I'm going to do what's going to keep me here. Not what's right or what's wrong, what's going to keep me here. You see, I'm not going to deal with what the truth is. I'm not even gonna deal with folks need. This is about my career. You understand what I'm saying? We gotta quit that. Let's deal with the truth. We can do better. That's right. You understand what I'm saying? There are people uh, that are working hard, working overtime, and, and I mean just working and working and working, trying to save somebody's life with this COVID-19, because they're going to try to prove a point. And then when they can't prove the point, and they wind up in the hospital, they become a burden to somebody else. That's right. Selfish. Think about, oh, that's going on. You, know, that, you walk through one of them, all right? People don't like it when you do that, which gratifies the body. Have you ever think, done some things that made you feel good? For a minute or two, 
the average, you know, since no, I'm not getting it, the, you know, what, what would we do just to feel good, you know? What, what trouble some of us got into just to feel good, all right? And you can take that anywhere. That's right. All right, here we go. The church, the Bible goes on to say, but those who are living according to the Spirit. As us, supposed to be. Set their minds on the things of the Spirit, His will and purpose. And he's talking about the Holy Spirit. Are you concerned more about your flesh desires? Are you really concerned more about what the Holy Spirit is? What is your purpose? What is your purpose? What are you here for? You see, some of you have no idea in here, some of y'all some of y'all got young children. You have no purpose, no, you have no idea that your purpose is to raise the next president, senator, governor, lawyer, doctor, nurse. That's your purpose. Could be somebody in here that's raising the person that's going to find the cure for cancer. That's right. And your purpose is to birth and to groom that child. So that child can find their purpose, you see? So that might be the only purpose you have, is to deal with it. Some of your purpose is maybe just to help one somebody that needs a little help, a little encouragement along the way. You see, my purpose as a coach was to talk to the young people and work with young people and to teach young people and to really help groom them and to motivate them into being superior athletes. That's what you do when you're in college. You see, wasn't a great coach, and I've told y'all that before, but a good mentor. Does that make sense? Do you know your purpose? Are you too busy feeding your appetite that you're missing your purpose in life? You need to ask yourself that. You see, is Satan telling you, not me, not you, you used to be. Look what you've done. How can you help them? You used to be them. Guess what? You can help them because you used to be them. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, if there hadn't been some fallen people who have been lifted up by the power of Christ, then we would all be lost. We need people from the pulpit on down to tell the truth from where we came from. Right. You see, the, word, the one of the most powerful words that we don't want to use is called testimony. We should have a testimony. And then there's some people got a great testimony that they got, to, got it together, kept it together, and never had to go through all this craziness that some of us went through. Right. So they can teach you how to do that. You understand what I'm saying? I, I, uh, I laugh at my sister uh, when she tell, says, I think she says 14, Something like that. I'm talking about uh, Paul and uh, Lynn. They've been together since she was like a teenager. Is that right? 13. Thir- um, go ahead. 13. They're 13 and they together still. Wow. So don't tell me that people can't do it. There are people who can. We need to look at them. So that's a testimony. That they didn't, yes, that's a long time, 13. Some of you all could go back and you wouldn't have enough notes. 
I'm 13, thank you. You understand? I'm trying to get you to understand they had to be walking in the spirit at a very young age. So the spirit can get a hold of your life at a young age and guide you the right direction. Yes, it can. All right. Pastor, in verse 6, it says that now the mind of the flesh is death, both now and forever. And we all know that. It's spiritual death. It could disconnect us from God. All right. Because it pursues sin. Mm-hmm. But the mind of the spirit is life. And that's what I want. The mind of the spirit is life. And in life, and what is the next thing it says? And peace, the spiritual well-being that comes from walking with God, both now and forever. I want a peace of mind. That's where it comes from. You can go through a tragedy and the Holy Spirit will talk to you and give you peace in the midst of a storm. And y'all have heard me talk about it and it's happening in here big time. You're going to go through some storms and the only peace you're going to get is from the Holy Ghost. That's right. That's right. That's just real. That's right. The only place you can go is the Holy Ghost. You see, uh, Ray Charles used to say, I used to think money was a thing, blah, blah, blah. And he says, but I'd give it all up for a little peace of mind. That's the song. You're troubled? We can't give you peace. We can comfort you, but we can't give you peace. That's right. But if you're walking with God, you'll have peace of mind. That's right. In the midst of a storm. Oh, yeah, well. And I'm going to say it. And if you ain't been in a storm, keep living. Keep living. We have some people, members in the church, don't worry about it. If they ain't called you, they didn't want you to know. That's going through some tough stuff right now. They've called pastors and we're praying for them. And it ain't COVID, please. They got some serious stuff going on. You see? The only thing we can give them is prayer. That's the only thing I can do is pray for them. That's right. And and help them and, and, and pray for them. Christ gives them peace of mind. That's right. All right, here we go. In verse 7, it says, The mind of the flesh, with its sinful pursuits, is actively hostile to God. I've been there. It does not submit itself to God's law, since it cannot. You know, I, the, you see, I used to have, a, you know, I put everything on God. You know, my flesh has put everything on God. Back in the day, I had, you know, the posters were big in the 60s. And I had a poster, all different kinds, but one had herbs on it. (laughs) With scripture. And God said it was good. You see, so, you know, I said, and I'd say this, because y'all know my personality, and this weed is good. So God must have wanted me to have weed. That's right. Oh, you know, people do weed. Come on now. When you in sin, you can make everything right that you want it to be right and Amen. find scripture to make it, make it so, to convince yourself that it is right. That's right. Y'all laughing. I'm the only one that smoked weed up in here. <laughs> but maybe I was ahead of my time as medical marijuana. Oh, huh? oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? We got to learn. Listen to me. We're having fun, but we listen. We're getting it, right? Yeah. Satan taught me how to take scripture and make it fit my flesh. Satan taught me how to take scripture and make it fit my appetite. That's right. That's right. All right. Serious message this morning, isn't it? All right. 
We're told that it does not submit itself to God's law since it cannot. And those who are in the flesh living can, a life. I want you to read that. I want you to read that word for Can it? It cannot. It can't. It cannot submit itself to God's law. It can't do it. The flesh can't do it. That's right. It doesn't have the power. All right? It says, and those who are in the flesh living a life that caters to sinful appetites and impulses cannot please God. You can't please God. It's impossible. You can't please him. Who are you trying to please? Satan? Satan, let's go this way. Satan, flesh, or God? You ask yourself, who's walking with you? Who are you walking with? Who's in your ear? You see? All right. However, you are not living in the flesh, controlled by the sinful nature, but in the spirit, if in fact the spirit of God lives in you. What are you living at? He says that. Read that again real slow. This is what we're supposed to be. What are you, we doing? What, what are we doing, people? Go ahead, please. says you are not living in the flesh. We don't live in the flesh. Controlled by the sinful nature. Controlled by our sinful nature. But in the spirit. We're supposed to live in the spirit. If in fact the spirit of God lives in you. If in fact the spirit of God lives in you. The indwelling Holy Spirit lives in us. We're supposed to be different. That, that's all that other stuff is past. And some of us are grateful that we live back there because we know how free we are living here today. You see? It's a, lot, it's a lot more fun the way when you live in the spirit That's right. and you live your purpose. It's less, less painful. Not all the heartbreak and the pain. Where am I at? It says, and the spirit directing and guiding you. And, and the spirit will direct and guide in us, not our own impulse. The Holy Spirit will never direct and guide you into a sinful situation. That's right. The Holy Spirit will never, he will do it, will never direct you into a place where you are hurt harm another you see he will, he'll never do that he doesn't lie backbite undermine doesn't have greed not selfish so he's not going to direct you to that you see some of us wished wished but wouldn't it have been a beautiful thing if we hadn't went through all of the different Places, I don't know how to do this. Places at 13. So we got a lot of mileage on us before we met him. You see? There's one thing that I am glad for this message. God has not given me what I deserve. That's right. Because he would have stamped it guilty. Man would have stamped it guilty That's right. and given me a penalty for giving my life to Christ. Jesus Christ died for it. Father, he's not guilty anymore. I died for him. I gave my life for him. He's free. You see? He's innocent. All right. 
Going down to verse 10, Pastor, it says, If Christ lives in you through your natural body, though your natural body is dead because of sin, your spirit is alive because of righteousness, yes. which he provides. That's where it's at. You're righteous. Guess who made you righteous? He did. He provided it. Nobody else. What he's given you, nobody can take it from you. Again, who's in your ear? Come on. Who you serving and why? You need to ask yourself that. All right. I'm going to read verse 9 and 10 from the Passion. Thank you. But when the Spirit of Christ empowers your life. When the Spirit of Christ, the Holy Ghost, empowers your life. And just, just, uh, just saying that, when the Spirit of the Holy Ghost empowers your life, you are not dominated, dominated by the flesh. You're not dominated by the flesh. But by the Spirit. But by the Spirit. Who is dominating your life? The Holy Spirit? Your flesh? Or Satan? You need to ask yourself that. Pastor's very serious this morning. Do you know how powerful we would be if all is, you all in here would accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior for real? Yeah. And let him be the power and the, and the strength of your life? What would happen in this church? It would explode. God would say he would send people here because he would see the sincerity of the members, the first of all pastors and, and all the others, and the members of this church. And he would say, this church, Christ Temple North, is a place where you can go and get healed. Yeah, this is a place where you go where the brothers and the sisters don't have color. There's no economic Divide in there. It's a place where you can go where the Holy Spirit dominates. That's right. From the pulpit on down. Yes. This is a, it's a place where the Holy Spirit literally changes lives. Wow. Do you want that? Pray for that all week. Start with yourself and then pray for your church. And start here. You gotta start with this guy. You see, you see, because if you cut off the head, the body will die. That's right. All right? It says that, and if you are not joined to the spirit of the anointed one, Jesus, you are not of him. See, I want to be joined with the spirit of Jesus Christ. That's right. I think there used to be a song years ago, Walk With Me, Lord. He's inside me. We're walking together, me and Jesus. You see? Then when Satan gets in one ear, he's in the other. He lets me know Satan when he's going to He lets me know, no, 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 no. Block your ear off to that. You don't need to hear that. When the flesh gets to talking, he blocks it off and says, you don't need to feel that. That's why it's important to walk, to walk with him. You see, some people say, I'm holding on to God's hand. I want God holding on to me because I might let go. You know what I'm talking about? 
Yeah. All right. Verse 10 says, now Christ lives in you. Christ lives where? In me. Where? In me. Where? In me. All right. And the, even though my body may be dead because of the effects of sin. He's talking about spiritually. His, his life-giving spirit imparts life to you. He's, his life-giving spirit. You don't want to be dead. You want life. And he has a life-giving spirit. Right. He's talking about something else. He want a life giving spirit. Have you ever seen some people just feel good about feeling good about feeling good? That's right. They got that life giving spirit. You see, I love life now more so than I've ever loved life. That's right. You see, the only thing that upsets me is it took me so long to get here. That's right. You see, I even had a nerve to ask him to extend it. So I could enjoy it more. Come on. That's right. Of this goodness. That's right. Of this good life that he's given me. You see? All right. If we have that life-giving spirit, Pastor, it's because we are fully accepted by God. You want to be fully accepted by God? Accept him. That's right. Accept his word. The Isaacs are coming up. Accept his word. Accept his word. He'll give it to you. He ain't going to give you nothing that he didn't promise he wouldn't give you. That's right. That's a promise to you. Do you understand me this morning? Amen. 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 And amen. amen. God bless you.